Well, hello and welcome to The Word with Jeff and Robert Pruitt. Once again, glad that you joined us today. We know you're busy, so it's always nice for you to just gather together, whether it's on Thursday night or Friday afternoon or whatever you want to right. these days, you know? That's what, you know, these uh, podcasts makes it convenient that people can, you know, we love when they tune in live yeah. because that's, you can be part of the chat and... And we and, check you know, in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We look and we read as we go through and, 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 and everything like that. So we love it when people join with us live on Thursday nights. But it's great that you can listen to this anytime you want. Yeah. Or as many times as you want. You excited about the fall? Honey, this is... <laughs> I already know the answer. Fall. Let me hear. Okay. Down below, comment or give us some thumbs up or some hearts. Yeah. If you all are fall people, because mm-hmm. this... I was just thinking about this, you know... I like I decorate. I full go September first. We are decorating for fall. I don't, you know, I, I'm ticked off that it gets hot, you know, right now. And you know, when it was, it was like 80 the other day, and I'm like, no. Yeah, it's but now be fall. all the leaves begin to change, the colors begin it. to come in the high season. You go for the nice drives, and it doesn't cost you that much. Well, not. Right now, it does cost a little bit of money to get out there. Yeah, in the room. Gas, a gas a little bit up there. But yeah. you can just sit in your, you know, and just look out your window and look at those, you know, the fall colors. And I mean, come on, come on. It smells. Your pumpkin spice S'mores. And Every year, I want to make a s'more. I never get a chance to make a s'more. Yeah. Well, you can, well on the stove. Maybe. Somebody has to invite us. We're to not outdoor fire. people. Yeah, I was gonna say we're not outdoors people. No, <laughs> I, we we're not. You know, per se, of going to do that. But hey, you invite us over for some. You know, for a little campfire, and I'm I'm there because oh, I, I love that. Our fall. schedule gets a little busy these days, but yeah. uh, but it's always fun to get out once in a while. We always go to our favorite little spots where we go get the our uh, apples and our. Um, well, not I don't really care about this much that much, but you love it. The donuts, the apple donuts. Oh, apple cider donuts. All right, so uh, let us know down below, where's your favorite place to go once it hits fall, your favorite pumpkin A- patch? Right here is or- Apple Holler. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, we're not from here originally. There's a couple originally, other so. places, too. Uh, yeah. I went to one um, with the kids once, and yeah. that was a pretty cool one. So where's your favorite place to go or your traditional place to go? Because we've been going to the same place um, even before we had kids. So. Well, yeah, we were dating. We were going, actually, before I met you. Yeah. Uh, we were, I was going out there. I'm sure you were, too. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Edwards uh, Apple Orchard. Yeah. And outside of Rockford, so. Anyways, today we got a special word for you. Something I think, honestly, um, got to put in your heart, but interestingly enough, I spoke a little bit about it on Sunday uh, with a message that God had given me, but um, the Lord put a little word in your heart, and I said, yeah, I think that's. I think that'll be a great word for people right now um i think we're calling it stronger than you think yeah yeah you you are you're stronger than you think right yeah and and i think because you know especially with stuff that's just been going on lately and you start to get overwhelmed and you um you know and the first thing that that I, i know for myself when i get overwhelmed is i want to just curl up um i don't want to talk to nobody uh i'm not a nap kind of a person but when I get overwhelmed, I'm telling you what, my bed looks amazing. And all I want to do is just crawl in and do absolutely nothing but, you know, pull the covers up over my head. And so I want to, I want us to be able to talk a little bit today to remind, um, to remind you, to remind ourselves that we are stronger than we think. The way God created us 
is he created us with courage. He created us with strength. He created us with passion. And, um, you know, so we have to remind ourselves when we start to get overwhelmed and when life becomes, um, you know, it seems like it's just blowing up around us, that we are strong enough to endure what comes our way. Hardships, uh, trouble, those kinds of things. My message on Sunday, if people want to go back and listen to it. it was um, good. Yeah, I felt it was a really strong word for people. I gave, uh, I think, eight points uh, of how to deal when trouble comes. Right. So we're not preaching that today. Matter of fact, I have no idea what you're going to say. You usually have no idea what I'm going to say. So uh, that's that's true for today. But I do have a scripture here I want to lead out on with uh, John 16 33, where Jesus said, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Right. And I think that's the main thing that we must understand is that no matter what kind of trouble comes or circumstantial stuff that pops up that makes us feel discouraged, like we want to go lay down, like you were mentioning a moment ago, or just want to give in or quit or whatever, um, that we understand that, no, in the world, Jesus said, you will have trouble, but I've overcome the world. Right. And so your your walk with me now is letting you know that you're you're much stronger than you think. Mm-hmm. There's the Holy Spirit that you know resides on the inside of you that gives you the answers to life, the Word of God gives you the answers to life, and so on. But yeah, that's... Um, it's always an incredible thing to understand, but I, I, I don't know for whatever reason going back in my head when you were first pregnant, and uh, and I, I'm always amazed at how you went through your pregnancy. I'm thinking, man, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. And the, the truth is, is that you have a grace to do right. what's in front of you, and you could do it because you had a grace. You're a woman, obviously, but. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget the day you told me your water broke. Man, oh man, you can tell it better than me, but it's, that's it was something I was freaking out <laughs> out of an I Love Lucy episode. I mean, to to tell this story would literally, I think people would go, "No, that didn't really happen." Yeah, that's that's like a TV show. But you had just gone to bed, and so you were, you were in that sleep where it was kind of like you know just being totally out, right? You know, and I came in and, you know, and I was just like, you know, trying to wake you, honey, honey, you have to wake up. Right. And then you're like, you know, you're not moving. And I'm just like, honey, you have to wake up. My water just broke. And then you're like. Now, we rehearsed all this. So this is oh, stuff that this we, is stuff that we had down pat. Yeah. I thought I had down pat. Yeah, we knew what we had to do. And, and so fi- and you're like, what? What? And I said, my water broke. We have to get up. We have to go. that. Got to get up. Got to go to the hospital. And you just kept going, What? What are you saying? What are you saying to me? And so finally, I'm like, just get up. We're going to the hospital. And um, I thought, you know, uh, uh, girls, you know, we're, you know, you're going to go to the hospital and have a baby. There's going to be a picture or two taken. So I'm like, I'm going to go get spruced up. This is like 1030 at night. I'm like, I'm going to spruce myself up. And I'm standing in the bathroom. And all I saw you do was literally run you kept running from like the bedroom to the living room, back to the bedroom, back to the I was living trying room. Trying to find stuff. And you're but just when I like, got into the room, I forgot what I was trying to find. Yeah. And you just kept <laughs> running and just going, We have to hurry, we have to hurry. Yeah. And I mean it was just In my mind that water broke the was it the ambionic uh, fluid, yeah. is that what it's called? Um, and that's where how the baby survives. I'm thinking we only have so much time. That baby's got to come out of there that right baby's now. Holding its breath. We have to. I don't want to deliver this child here. Let's go, you yeah. know. And then so we get in the road. Finally, I'm flying through red lights and whatever because it's to get you there. And um, and you said, well, why don't we stop over here at the ATM machine and get some money? Like, we don't have 
time. We got to go. But we did. We stopped, got a little money. She said, you don't want to probably want a little snack or whatever. So anyways, I don't know why that brought, brought I, I guess in my mind it brought, brought it back because, um, uh, you know, you you were stronger than I thought you were. I was as much as you were. Mm. But there was a, I think that's probably a, a thing that God's trying to get across is that there is a grace that God gives you in, a, in, in those, your, moments. Your, those moments, in that situation for you to overcome. You know, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, out of the, uh, the Passion Translation says this, we all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. So you've got to remember that because sometimes when we go through testing, we're like, why is this happening to mm-hmm. me? I'm the only one who's ever you know, had to deal with this. But the Word of God says it's normal for every human being, but God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity. Now listen to this. I love this translation. He will screen and filter the severity, the nature and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. Wow. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. Mm. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. What that, tra- translation that, is that? That's a passion that's translation. That's a great translation, yeah. And it reminded me when it, when it used the word escape, how many of you have ever done an escape room? I mean, you know, hands up, you know, do some likes on there if you've ever done an escape room. And the thing, I've only done it once, and I realize I'm horrible <laughs> at it. I am just, I mean... I don't. I mean, maybe I'd be better now because now I kind of understand how they work. But when we were doing it, I mean, I I just was in awe of everybody that was in the room. That was, you know, you're trying to you 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 have to discover the clues, and then this clue leads to this thing, which leads to this. And um, there's always it, it it is designed for you to get out. Right. The, those escape rooms were not designed to keep you locked up inside so that you can never be victorious and get out. And that's what that verse reminded me of uh, as I was reading about those escape rooms, because it says God's provided a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. Yeah, I like that. And um, What was that? He will screen? I've never heard it like that before. Isn't that good? It says he will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial that you face so that you can bear it. Wow. That's that is powerful. a promise out of the word of God. Wow. He's saying, listen, don't you worry. I already know the severity. I already know the timing of this trial. Mm-hmm. And I know the timing of this test. I know I have filtered out things that is not going to take you down. Right. I have filtered through this test that is designed to make you victorious. So you have to quit saying, I don't know, when I'm reading, when I'm hearing this, you got to quit saying stuff like, I'm just so overwhelmed. Oh, I hear yeah. people, Christians, say that all the time. I'm so overwhelmed. The truth is, you might feel overwhelmed. And I'm not saying that you can't be real, but I am saying that you got to watch the things that you say. Because you're you're actually making it's like you're tripping a trigger in, in, uh, of things that happen in a systematic way in your brain um, and in your spirit, even in your soul. I would say that's going to make you feel even more overwhelmed than you should be feeling at that right. moment. You're stronger than you think you are. Right. God actually said, "I'm screening it for you." Yes, there's a test that you're going through, but I've screened it so it can't take you down. It's designed actually. Let's go back. Let's go back down there because I love that. I've never seen that translation. 
Um, each test is an opportunity to trust Him more, for along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that you will bring you out of it victoriously. So He's designed this thing for you to come out victoriously. Right. I he's love that, man. He's, he's designed... See. Nobody, listen, nobody loves tests or trials. No, they're difficult. I mean, we don't, I mean, I want life to be, you know, easy breezy, you know, favor pouring out of heaven upon my life. You know, I don't like to get to that place of testing and trials. No. I don't want to get to that place where I feel confined in this room that I actually have to do something to get through the process to be victorious. <laughs> the, the escape room? <laughs> in the escape room, which by the way, we failed. Wait. Oh, where, where, I, in my group failed. Oh, which where were you at? We were. It was someplace here in Milwaukee, and the What's group the name was of that one place. Is that uh, the one downtown? Is that not an escape room? Was that I don't the know. restaurant downtown? Where you got to have the secret. You know, gonna, oh no, no, that's the safe house. The safe house. Okay, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, those escape rooms. I mean, there. It's a. They're not lot for of, me. It's not for me because I when I when I can't get the flu's first clue, claustrophobia is gonna kick in. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm getting out of that room. I will get out of that room. Yeah, and you can, and that's that is the thing. You know, you're not locked in there for eternity. If you, yeah. if you don't get all the clues, they still let you out at the yeah. end. But you know, God didn't say He's going to make a way of escape for you to avoid situations. It's not right. for us to go, all right, Lord, you said you'd make a way of escape, so now I don't have to walk through this no. thing in my life. No. But what is saying? What he's saying is, is that I'm going to bring you out. And when I bring you out, I'm going to bring you out different. And I'm yeah. going to bring you out victoriously. And I'm going to bring you out of this thing where it your, your character has an opportunity to mature where your faith has an mm -hmm. opportunity to build itself and and so that we're not the same way going in as we are coming out. Well, truth the truth of the matter is uh, and again, we're faith people, we believe strongly in in the word of God, what God has to say for us to become overcomers and victorious and all that. But again, you you cannot you cannot slice parts of the word of God out just so you can feel like you'll never go through trouble. Mm -hmm. um, and one of those things is suffering. Suffering is trouble. Right. It's going through something to a place where um, it, it, you're in a place of, you you know, it's, it's like uh, feeling maybe abandoned or feeling like you can't get through a certain situation and your mind begins to wear on you like, I'm never, this is never going to end. Yeah. That's a place of suffering. And the Bible actually talks about, talks about that. I'm not going to bring up scripture or anything like that, but talks about that Christians will suffer. Christians will be persecuted. Christians will face trials and tribulations. So no matter, no matter what we're going through in this life, um, the Bible says that we will face these things, but he still promises us to give us the victory. Right. So we uh, we have Paul who had been I actually wrote, I had I wrote this down a while back but I I wanted you to hear this interesting even the apostle Paul one of the great preachers who ever lived the greatest preacher probably ever lived he wrote two thirds of the New Testament he suffered he writes in Second Corinthians he writes five times I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one five times guys three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. When's the last time you were beaten with a rod and stoned? Mm. Matter of fact, you stoned to death. They had to raise him back to life again. Another passage of Scripture tells us about that. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers and dangers from bandits and danger, dangers from my own countrymen and dangers from Gentiles and dangers in the city and danger in the country and danger at sea and in danger from false brothers. 
I've labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. He's telling people, I love about the Word of God, because the Word of God doesn't give you all these, you know, like we're all, we're, all, we're going to be walking on roses every day and tickling, you know, angels' toes, you know. That's not, that's not what we do. There's times in this life where it's going to be difficult. And Paul's saying, there, I walk through difficulties, but God was always with me. Right. Even through the process, being imprisoned and all that. He writes two-thirds of the New Testament, most of what he writes while he's in a dark prison right. cell. You know, we're designed, you know, when, when an architect uh, designs a building, he knows how many floors are going to be on that yeah. building. He knows the size. He even knows what's going to take place inside that building. Is That's it going right. to be heavy equipment inside? You know, all those kind of things. So when an architect goes to design this building, he knows how far into the ground it has to go. He knows how thick the foundation has to be right. so that it this building can endure whether it's earthquakes, you know, hurricanes, whatever. He even the architect even knows where in the country it's being built, so he knows how it has to. Um, the foundation needs soil to be. samples, everything about that thickness uh, of glass yeah. and and thickness of the steel. Right. If an architect can do that for a building, you have to remember that our God designed us. Yeah. In a way that he knew what trials and temptations, ah. he knew what kind of sickness was was the enemy was going to try to So no matter where he with. planted us or put, puts us, where he's building us, we can survive. We can because survive. Because he's already he's the architect has already done all the all the beginning work. Right. And to say that we're overwhelmed, to say that we're never going to make really it, good. to say that it's, you know, this isn't going to, I'll never get the breakthrough, right. I'll never be victorious, is actually saying, God, as my architect, you did a lousy job. Right. As the architect, you did not understand what I was going to go through. That's that's really what we're saying when we're saying, I'm not going to endure, that's I can't what, make it. I think you're right. I never really saw it like that before, but that's probably exactly what Paul was talking about here. Where he was saying, I trusted the architect. Mm -hmm. um, I went through all these things, and I'm sure he's going in his mind, why am I going through all this stuff? Right. That's suffering. I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through. I didn't do wrong. If I did wrong, talk to me about it. I'll get it right with you. So why am I going through all this stuff? And he's basically he's saying, but I was designed a particular way. And the greatness of God for me to be able to write most of the New Testament, these these letters that were inspired by God, um, I would not have been able to do that unless I walked through these hardships or these right. very difficult times. Matter of fact, um, Acts 14, 22 says, we, he, Paul said, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So like the mysteries of God, the kingdom of God, the benefits of the kingdom of God comes through many times through hardship. Right. Uh, the the gold is not purified until it goes through the fire. Right. You know. You know the very first scripture verse we ever taught our kids when they were little was Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm -hmm. And the Passion translate I think it's the Passion translation. Might be a different translation, but I like it this, and I think it's verse 12 and 13. It says, I know what it means to lack, and I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance, for I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And here's the verse 13. I love this. It says, and I find that the strength of Christ's explosive 
power. That's so good. Infuses me. I mean, you know, when mm. something gets infused together, it's not easily broken. It's right. not easily pulled apart. It said Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. But the only way that those that scripture verse can be stopped is when you have a can't do mentality. Right. When you take when you're taking your mind that just says this obstacle is overwhelming, um, this thing is taking too long. <clears throat> I'll never, you know, I, there's no way I'm going to outlast this um, situation that I'm in. I, you know, we get in that place where instead of saying I can do all things, instead of saying Christ explosive power that infuses me for victory, infuses me to, to conquer. When Instead of saying that, when we start to say the negative is when our life gets off course and where we do then become overwhelmed. We do become weak in our thinking and weak physically in our body, weak in our faith. And you can't go by how you feel. You can't go um, by letting your emotions run uh, run roughshod over your life. One of the things that I brought out on Sunday was the scripture. And by the way, I think I really feel like the scriptures today are healing a lot of people, honey. Yeah. I think just the word itself being spoken like this is bringing healing to people and give, giving them much strength. But uh, one of the things is the tricks of the enemy is to make you feel like as if you're the only person going through what you're going through. And the Bible reminds us, don't don't think that way. Don't think like Elijah thought. I'm the only prophet that's left. No, you're not. I've got 7,000, God said to him. He rebuked him. Mm-hmm. I've got 7,000 prophets that you don't know anything about. They have a whole life that they've lived and earned and got stripes and, and have, have suffered many things themselves that have not bowed their knee to Baal. So um, I, th- I think that ought to give us encouragement today to let us know that you're not by yourself in all this. By the way, First Peter 4 says this to the Apostle Paul. Um, um, Apostle Peter rather tells Peter tells the Christians um, that he's writing to. He says, "Dear friends, do not be surprised at the pa- at, at at the painful trial you are suffering. Is suffering painful? Mm, yeah, it can be very painful sometimes. As and it, and it becomes even more painful as Pastor Rob was saying when we get a I can't do mentality instead of a can do mentality. Will this ever end? We all." By, by the way, that's what suffering really feels like. Yeah, when you don't feel there's an end to it, mm-hmm. there's no end game, and that robs you of your hope. But let me just read this again. It's just said, I love this because I, I, I believe these scriptures are bringing healing tonight. Um, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering, as though some something strange were happening to you. But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Again, there's something good that's about to happen. Right. There's a good coming out of the, 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 the place of trial, tribulation, suffering, uh, bad circumstances, a bad report from the doctor. Mm-hmm. These are not easy things, and we don't rejoice because of those things. We rejoice through those things, knowing that at the other end of it, we're going to be bring glory to God. The glory of God is going to be revealed. Right. In fact, didn't Jesus heal a man? And they said, well, uh, who sinned, uh, Jesus, his father or his mother? He said, neither. He said, but this was given that the glory of God may be revealed mm-hmm. so that people could see that through this man's suffering, God is real and he cares and he, and he has not just empathy, 
and not just sympathy, but he has concern and over every aspect of of, of our lives. Right. You know, we're it, it's not it, it's not a sin to feel to feel weary. You know, it's not if if you no. start to feel overwhelmed, if you're feeling tired, you know, don't beat yourself up. I mean, look at look at Jesus. Jesus, you know, even carrying the cross, he could not carry the cross all the way, you know, to, um, to Golgotha uh, because, yeah. you know, he was just so weak in his body. But God sent, you know, someone to come alongside him to help him. Yeah. And 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 11. And again, I hope and I you're believe writing. that man has a great reward, believe me. Oh, yeah. I believe me, I really do. Uh, I hope you're writing down these scripture verses so that you can go back and studying them in your in your Bible. But it says, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 11, it says, But he answered me, My grace is always more than enough for you, and my power finds its full expression through your weakness. So I will celebrate my weaknesses for when I am, uh, for when I'm weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. So I'm not defeated by my weakness. You're not defeated when you feel weak. It says, but delighted for when I feel my weakness and endure mistreatment, when I'm surrounded with troubles on every side and face persecution because of my love for Christ, I am made yet stronger for my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. And let me just say this, that when you're in that time where, where it does seem overwhelming, when you're in that place where you feel tired, when you feel weak, when mentally, you know, you're just, you're, you're, you're struggling through some things, God sends supernatural power in yes. your time of weakness. Amen. And it reminded me, and you know, this, <clears throat> this is an amazing story. I love this, this story. Um, it reminded me of when um, I had to do a deposition. Mm-hmm. And we were going through a lawsuit that was, um, it was a very ungodly thing. There was, you know, um, there was lies that were being said. There were things that were being done. And the whole time of just, you know, we, I started to get overwhelmed. And I started to go... God, this isn't right. You could stop this at any time. And, and at the moment when you're in the middle of it, you don't get it. You know, you're just like, God, I need you to do this. We, we want to put God in this box to say, this is how I want you to settle this. And this is when I want you to settle this. And this is how I want you to destroy my enemy. Right. And, um, but during that time, you know, we really had to get to that place of trusting God. So you had just done a deposition. It was like an eight-hour, nine-hour deposition. And I mean, it was just the the lawyer that was doing this deposition. He was really, he was kind of known as an ambulance chaser and, you know, just... Um, you know, just a real jerk. And so you had done this and they said, now tomorrow, you know, Robin, we're going to do your deposition. Um, it's going to be an all day thing. And I, I actually did right after yours, nine hours, they said, well, we got a little bit more time. Let's, let's least start Robbins. And so 30 minutes and I mean, asking questions like, where did you go to grade school? Now, listen, I'm almost 60 years old. I don't remember the name of my grade school. I mean, maybe somebody can. Uh, you, you all remember all your school. I don't remember. I don't remember my first address as a child growing up. You know, all these kind of things. And it's just, in, it's all intimidation um, to ask you questions so that all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, which makes you then go, 
well, do you know anything? And, you know, so I, when we left, I was exhausted already and we prayed and you actually, you prayed and just said, God, super, just supernatural intervention on Robin's behalf. And so I said, I said to be just more clear, it was a very prophetic prayer. So I was concerned because I knew you were stressed. And, and I said, I, my, the prayer was, Lord, I pray such confusion yeah. over this man until he just doesn't even know what's end is up. Right. And that God that sent confusion to the enemy's camp and that Robin will not have to sit there for hours on end and that this thing will be over and done with very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So we walked in that morning and they said, listen, this is an all day thing. And so we're going to take your lunch order now because we expect you to be here all day and we're going to feed you. And so we, you know, did all of that. And we sat down and literally as soon as we sat down, and he had a stack of papers and everything. And, you know, he started asking me some questions. And all of a sudden now, the fire alarm in this building, big, beautiful building, goes off. Oh. Well, our lawyer, because it was in his building, he said, oh, that's right. They're gonna, they, they said they were going to be testing the fire alarms today. So we don't have to leave the building. But, yeah, you're going to hear it going off. And um, so it's in the background. You just hear, uh, uh, you know, kind of a thing. And going he keeps off. he keeps looking. Goes, is this throwing anybody else off? Yeah. The, the the attorney that was questioning that you. That was questioning me. And he is kept this throwing saying, anybody else off. This is like, well, I can't yeah, know if I can keep is, doing this. This that's that's really loud. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's not. All of us were like, no, it's fine. So he's like, oh, all right, well, all right, well, we'll keep going. And he kept trying to look for papers, and he couldn't find. He goes, what did he you give me the file? For. I don't have the file. Okay, I don't have this. Then you, yeah. you, the, the phone rang. Yeah, let me. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So then let you get to it. Let me let me tell this story because I love this story. Well, there was a credenza behind him and it had a phone. Well, the phone rings. So since he was closest to the phone, he asked our lawyer, "Do you want me to grab the phone?" And our lawyer is like, he goes, yeah, he goes, "Nobody rings this phone." Yeah, Nobody. I'm telling the story. You're not so, going to get. You're not going to write. I, I know. know you're I'm going to get this right. No, it's my not. story. So he reaches back and I he prayed. It was my and prayer. He, <laughs> <laughs> he answers the phone. And he's like, he's listening for a moment. And he's like, um, no, 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 thank you. And he hangs up. And he looks at us and he's like, that was a telemarketer that called, which our lawyer said. That can't be because that phone is only for inner office phone. Right. It doesn't have an outside line to it. Come on, people. Right. So you talk about the, uh, you know, God just sending these distractions. Now he still has a fire alarm going off in the background. He can't understand why a telemarketer had just called on an inside it threw him phone. Completely. He was just about ready to get some other questioning, yeah. another line of questioning. Totally threw him off. He's still, you know, going through papers, and all of a sudden, then I'm he goes, up. "Um, uh, okay, well, okay, I'm done. I don't have any more questions." It was 45 minutes, and then that 45 minutes was the alarm and the phone calls yeah. and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, was amazing. So what I'm telling you is this: is what the enemy comes in and tries to just stress you out, tries to overwhelm you, wow. uh, this persecution that, that's coming. And in your mind, you might be you know, playing out, well, wait a second, this is an all-day thing, and what if I don't answer questions right, and what about this, and what about that? When you pray, mm -hmm. and when you ask God to intervene, and when you ask Him to come in and say, you know what, Lord, during this time when I feel my weakest, God, I'm going to allow your strength, I'm going to allow you to come into this situation. You said that you would take me through. You know, everything 
um, with the word of God is about going through. You know, uh, Psalms 23, he will take you through the fire. Um, yep, that's right. Uh, Isaiah 43, 1 through 3, let me read that. It says, But now the Lord who created you, O Israel, says, Don't be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not be, you will not drown. Right. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord, your God, your Savior, the Holy One of Israel. What happened during that time of, the, of that deposition is I started to notice my, uh, my physical position in that chair began to change where, you know, at first I was overwhelmed. I was stressed. I was all this kind of stuff. When all these things start to happen and when you allow God to take you through, my prayer originally was, Lord, th don't let this happen. But God was saying, I'm going to take you through this. And when I take you through this, you are not going to come out the same way that you went in. And right. it was so true. When I came out of that moment, I began to go, God, you are going to do miraculous things. God, I just, I'm so excited. This <clears throat> is right. when we pray. This is what you do. As we go through these situations, my faith went to a whole nother level. My, um, the way I was viewing what was taking place just totally changed to a way of just going, God, you are the conqueror. God, you are going to make us victorious right. in this. And so there are times where you have to go through. The three Hebrew boys did not want to go through the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't want to go through that furnace right. of affliction. But because they went in, because they went through, right. God not only delivered them, but he walked among them. And they didn't even smell like smoke when they came out. Mm -hmm. There is the victory that happens um, when we change our way of thinking, when mm -hmm. we change the things that we're saying. Because the way you approach a difficult situation makes all the difference of how you come out come on. on the other side. Come on. When you begin to see a, a situation that you have to go through, if you will just begin to change your way of thinking, begin to change your words that are coming out of your mouth over that situation, you're going to find that as you go through, that God's strength God's courage, mm -hmm. God's stamina, God's favor, God's victory overtakes that situation. And it is to build you, to make you stronger and better than you could ever imagine um, being. Come on. James 1 says, can, you're preaching now, by the way. James 1 says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when at, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the test of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Right. So James is essentially saying pain makes us grow up. Right. Pain matures us as a believer. Suffering, pain uh, completes us. Do we like to go through it? No, no. But without the pain of childbirth, you couldn't have the joy of a son and a daughter right. that you brought into this world. Right. It comes through pain. And so, but, but the pain's not I think you said it at the top of the message, is not designed to last forever, just like a storm. 
right. is not designed to last forever. So one of the lies of the enemy is to get you isolated, feel like you're the only one going through it. And number two, to get you to suffer long. Suffering long is doing is what? It's feeling like you can't get out of it. Like this is not going to change. This is forever. That is a lie out of the pit of hell. If the enemy can't destroy you all at once, uh, he's going to try and wear you down. And Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good for at the proper time we will reap if, if we, we don't, don't give in. And, you know, our, we can't talk. Uh, don't, don't let time. I, I, I wrote this down. Don't let time talk you out of your breakthrough. Don't let discouragement cause you to give up and don't let negative thoughts convince you to settle. That's Don't really allow good. the enemy. He is coming to try and wear you down. I yeah. mean, listen, you know, when your kids, you know, if you had little kids, um, you know, their sole um, uh, purpose at times is to try and wear you out. I mean, they will beg for something. They will come at you continually you down, yeah. and try and wear you down to finally you just give in. Right. And, you know, the enemy will try and do the same thing. He tries to wear you down. He tries to remind you, wow, this is, you know, you're still enduring that through, you know, all this time and it's still going on and on. He will whisper these kinds of things into your mind to wear you out, wear you down to the point where you give up and you are so close to your victory. You just don't want to deal with it anymore. Right. That's what, and the enemy knows that. And so he'll keep, keep inching his way in to your world talking about our kids you know right. like our son um uh nick i call him like the mass negotiator when he's a kid he just said well dad what about this what about that <laughs> like i just do it i don't even care now and the guy's still that way down. to this day <laughs> where's me now you know isaiah forty thirty one. here's another great verse and it says but those who wait for the lord this is the amplified version it says but those who wait for the lord who expect Look for and hope in him will gain new strength. There's that strength. You, yeah. You're stronger than you thought you were. Will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles rising toward the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. See, waiting is an action word. Sometimes we get to that place where we're just waiting for our future to change. We're right. just, you know, we're, we're waiting, um, we're waiting, you know, for God to just do this miraculous thing. So I'm just going to sit here and usually I'm going to sit here and pout and I'm going to sit here and complain and I'm going to sit here and throw the covers up over my head. But that word, that, that word is saying those that wait, it's an action. It's looking towards the future, not the past. Because right. if you're constantly looking at the past, if you're constantly looking at, what you've lost, right? You're never going to look at what the gain is about to happen in your life. Waiting like a waiter waits on a table exactly. or waits on his customers. It's not waiting by doing nothing. It's waiting. It's serving that right. that area uh, until it comes to pass. And I know, I know, we're coming down to time, but I did write this in my notes, and I thought this was, you know, this this might help somebody who is sure. just like talking about. You know, all right, well, yeah, you're talking about my victory, but I, you know, how is that ever going to happen? And, and I've lost so much, you know, or I see where, or I, 
feel like I've lost so much ground that how am I ever going to get to victory? Because I just feel like I'm always, you know, one step forward, 10 steps back. And it reminded me of yeah, of when we were going through that lawsuit time and we were going through some different, you know, some difficulty, even when it came to this building Mm -hmm. and what the enemy was making us feel like was such a loss that not just this building. Well, yeah, with, with both two locations that, that everything was being taken away and we're like, God, but we're trying to build the kingdom of God. We're trying to do this. These were lies. This was this. And we could lay it out on pen and paper, everything to show that, you know, come on, God, we need this victory. There should be justification. And, but we didn't see what God had planned at the end. And so sometimes when you're going through things and everything looks like a failure, everything looks like sickness, everything looks like the addiction is too powerful, everything looks like your children are running farther away from God, is that God is setting you up for victory. God is setting you up for breakthrough. God is setting you up for such favor if you will not let the weariness overtake you if the weakness to overtake you if you will press into the strength of God and you know maybe and you know and and condense the story but talk about the victory that happened um, through our buildings because of the trial and that we had to go through well we had um, we had a, a bunch of things happen all at right. one time it's like a perfect storm 2008 9 10 11 uh, was difficult for everybody it was an economic downturn and downturn in, in our nation and people were losing jobs and we had two locations at the time Beloit which is a multi-million dollar um, property, same here, multi-million dollar property here in Milwaukee, and God had blessed us tremendously. But when that happened, people lost jobs, they moved out of the area. Um, then we had an excess of people that, that began to take place in uh, the Bloyd Church. Then in, it happened, same thing, about a year later, it happened in Milwaukee, so we saw less and less finances. From time to time, there will be a cleansing. God will clean things out, and it brought suffering. It was very difficult, that process. Um, and then the lawsuit, and uh, so uh, we went down to 50% of our income, so we were trying to make things happen for our building. Anyways, long story short is that um, at the end of the day, when this is all said and done through this whole process, um, we renegotiated with our bank, and uh, we, we had $1 million taken off this property and $1 million taken off the Beloit property. Property. That's two million dollars off of our loan, and of course we're not we're not tied to that church anymore. Uh, the Moore houses are doing a great job there, um, but we thank God that during that process he didn't forget about Beloit as much as he didn't forget about Milwaukee. Both were blessed. Right. Two million dollars taken off of our loan, and here the whole time we're thinking, you know, and 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 only seeing loss. We're only being told negative. We're only being told what is about to be taken from us. We're only being told and seeing and experiencing mm. what we thought was going to be such great devastation. But God is saying, listen, I'm taking you through the fire. I'm taking you through the flood because I'm about to do a $1 million miracle in your life. And 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 I just want to encourage you that you got to prepare and plan for victory. You got to talk like you already have it. Think like you already have it. Obey like you already know the outcome because the enemy, he knows that there's victory in you because Christ lives in you. And if Christ lives in you, you are a victorious 
creation. And he knows that. So he is going to do everything he can to get you pulled back into depression, to get you pulled back into thinking only lost, to thinking that you're too old. You're never going to have that, uh, that destiny anymore. You've been sick for too long. You're never going to walk in health. You're never going to see victory and, and, and restoration in your family. But you've got to understand that the enemy is a liar and he knows victory is yours. And if he can get you to give it up, then he's victorious. Got a minute left, honey. Why don't you just pray? You got the Spirit of God on you right now. Just pray for the people right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I call the strength, I call the victorious nature in those that are watching right now to be stirred and to rise up in the name of Jesus. I speak that strength that is on the inside of them to be stirred awake again. I call them strong. I call them victorious. I call them uh, that new creation that that will see breakthrough in their life. Devil, you have been found out today. You have your tactic of bringing weariness and weakness and bringing frustration has been found out. And we put you on notice now because we put on the armor of God. We put on the strength of God. We rise up in courage today because the victory is ours. We will see health where there has been sickness. We are going to see restoration where things have been torn apart. We will see destiny when all we've heard is that we'll never gain anything in our life. I call out the purpose of every single person that is watching now in the name of Jesus to come forth and to flourish and what God has created you to be. And I just thank you, Lord, right now that this strength is rising up in each and every person and the sound of my voice right now. Yes, they are victorious. Yes, they can get excited again. Yes, they can begin to walk in the joy of the Lord, which is their strength. And God, I just thank you now that devil, you are about to be put under our feet one more time because Christ that lives in us has endured us with power, dunamis power, Mm -hmm. explosive power power. And I thank you today. We are taking territory now in Jesus' and there's a, name. There's a woman uh, watching uh, by the name of Sarah, and it's like a bomb has gone off in your life. I mean, it's just exploded in every direction, and even in your relationship, it has caused a, a major divide. Matter of fact, I, I feel like that's become a, a, the, one of the biggest uh, problems that you're dealing with right now in your marriage. Um, but, but in all kinds of different ways. I, I even see you sitting down, pen and paper, trying to do the math, trying to figure out um, how you're going to pay these bills. I'm just hearing the Lord for you right now. Don't worry. Don't get in a place of despondency. Don't get in a place of saying, I can't make this happen. It's not going to happen. The good news is you can't make it. But before you ever got there, God already knew. Right. This message today was for you. And maybe there's a whole bunch of Sarahs out there, honey, that are dealing with situations, I mean, of all different kinds, and I and I just I just see it. I and I just feel that God's ministering to you right now 
in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we give you praise and glory. We release our faith now, Lord God, over your people that this um, the sufferings that we're going through is not going to last forever. Right. It's not a storm meant to last forever, but it's going to bring us to a place of victory. It's going to bring us into a place of shouting, into a place of joy and rejoicing. And we give you praise for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. And uh, we love to hear from you. Uh, Sarah, if that was for you, uh, let us know. Uh, and or anybody, anybody, that's anybody, let us know your victory. Let, yes, and you know what? Maybe even down below before you go, just put on there. I am stronger than I thought I was. There you go, and that is the power of God rising up on the inside of you. Amen and amen. Well, we've enjoyed ourselves today. God was really strong in the studio. I hope that you felt the same thing. Like and share this. Get this out to the people. Um, let them know about it. Don't be ashamed. Um, seems like we're getting more and more people interested in watching this podcast. And we didn't know it was going to be called a podcast when we first started when we started building the studio. Yeah. But that's the direction God put us in, and so it's been uh, it's been wonderful to see God uh, move on that, and a lot of you being touched by that, and we're hearing about that, and we thank God for you. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, praise God. Until next time, we are, we'll be here next week, I guess, huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. God bless you.